What's up, guys? Welcome to The Rob Bailey Show. Today we talk about uh, my, my most recent week, which I was sort of out and about starting a new album, maybe even a new band. I don't even know. And then at the end, I get a little surprise about YouTube. You want to give a countdown? It's a whole new song. Uh, Quick. T- t- three, two, one. Yay! The Federal Reserve is out for its own. Eyes gone blind, can't see where it's gone. Charlie Munger says be at the zero. Land and ammo. Land and ammo. Land and What's ammo. up, man? We're back. We're back. We actually just sat here and we we're having a long conversation without the microphones on. And then we said, turn them on. And then turn the microphones on. So we'll start with a little bit of context. Um, I've been away on the road mm-hmm. for a while. And now I'm back. Yeah. And uh, I was in Salt Lake. And then... And then I went to Boston, which was weird. Why? Because I haven't been back on the East Coast in a while. How was it? Um, it was okay. So Boston was okay. It, it seemed... Weird. Okay. That's all. All right. I think, we can I think leave it at that. What I what I remember about the East Coast winters were they were weird. Uh yes. Because like <laughs> it was almost like everyone was just like waiting for it to be over. I don't know about Boston, but last week in Philly it was like seventy five. Oh. Was yeah, it like I don't, that? Well, in I don't Boston? know. But it was it was it was a little wintry and then uh <clears throat> it just felt like a little off. I don't know. Just felt like a little weird. I obviously um in the airports now, mm-hmm. uh, so I used to be the only person in the airport not wearing a mask. Right. I mean, you know that. Mm-hmm. Like, we mm-hmm. travel together, and it's like you and me, and then it's like 60,000 people staring at us like, why aren't you wearing a mask? Yeah. So, a uh, few things. One, I wore my cowboy hat through the, uh, <laughs> the Boston airport. Boston airport? Well, through everywhere. Okay. I wore a cowboy hat. I bought it in Salt Lake, and I was going to record an album with Jake um, that warranted me wearing a cowboy hat very much so and uh <laughs> so i wore a cowboy hat all right you really leaned into it i yeah because that's your that's, thing this year so that's been a big goal of mine <laughs> is i wanted to be within the moment and really like if i'm doing something like fucking do it mm-hmm. and i knew that the second that i was leaving salt lake i was essentially channeling uh my singer songwriter acoustic cowboy self yeah to start my new album so i did that okay and I'll tell you what, Felt people, great. we got to think. So I'm, it's me. You see yep. me. Six foot five. I have my giant white bag on the big one mm-hmm. and I have a cowboy hat. Okay. And I'm not wearing a mask and I'm wearing these spandex skinny ripped jeans with my camo and red boots. Oh, so okay. not only are the people that are wearing masks, you know, the people that, uh, I guess they're, are, they're scared still. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know what they're doing, but they're out there and they're just still wearing a mask mm-hmm. and they're staring at me and I can see in them squint their eyes. Like, what are you doing? Who is this? Man? You're going to kill my grandparents or whatever they think. Right. Or mm-hmm. like Russia or I don't know. I don't even know what those people think anymore. They're very far gone. Um, and then there's other people looking at me cause I'm wearing a cowboy hat and they're doing the same <laughs> squint thing. And I realized that people didn't like it. It's just not what people are used to seeing. <clears throat> so, yeah. And I think that I'd get a lot of people that would see me with the hat on and then they looked down at my boots and then they were like disgusted. Well, do you think maybe there's just a curiosity factor? 
Yeah, but I think their faces. I think so. I, one of the things I think about this masked uh, shit is. I think it made people not accountable for their faces anymore. You can't really like appreciate someone's facial expression. Yeah. And yeah. I think that people are so used to being uh, anonymous now because they have mm-hmm. a mask on. So you can't see them smile and all. <laughs> and like the, the person interaction isn't there yeah. to where the old Rob Bailey. And, and also people are thinking that mm-hmm. um, they, I think, I don't, I don't know. They feel, I think people feel overconfident now in their beliefs. So I think that, not only do they have, uh, they're hidden behind a mask, but mm-hmm. they feel like they're entitled to have their face look however it should look when they look at me. Mm-hmm. And I think what people forget, like, and I'm not obviously a violent dude or a dude that starts shit, but like, I wouldn't look at someone like that. Yeah. And it's not even because like that person's bigger than me or whatever. It's just because like, I don't look at people with a disgust on my face or anything like that. Yeah. Right. Because I, I'm, I'm one, I'm polite. And then two, I don't want confrontation. And yeah. I know that that's how confrontation starts. So I think that just the, the general American public, which is a bunch of fucking bitch boy babies, um, who, ugh, fuck, man. You know what? And the other thing I realized too, <laughs> I actually feel sorry for the people wearing masks because you have to realize they're doing it all the time. So for the last two <clears> years, <throat> I've been getting so much more oxygen than them. And, but oxygen affects your, the way your brain operates, uh-huh. 100%. So like not only have these people been wearing the masks for two years, but they're still wearing the masks and they've been deprived of oxygen for two years that now they have to be less intelligent. Probably. And it's not even like me making fun of them, but like if you cut off your oxygen for two years straight, you have to be less intelligent at the end of two years. Right. Mm -hmm. And then not only that, but they're consuming fucking CNN and the ridiculous narratives in the mainstream media. Um, so they have to be dumber. Yeah. You know? So usually it takes us a while to get to this. So part of this the was this was me walking through the airport, <laughs> you know, being a, a rock star cowboy, which mm-hmm. is what I am. Mm-hmm. And anyone that made a comment about my hat, uh, I was very confident. Is that They're, the brown one? They said, No, I bought a new one. They were like, So what what do you do? And I was like, Well, I do a lot of things. Uh my main job is I'm a designer, which I'm very happy that I came up with the term of what I am now. Mm-hmm. I'm a designer. Um, that'll come into play later. So I'm a designer and they say, oh, well you have a cowboy hat on. And I say, yes, I'm also from Montana and I own a goat farm. And very I'm also uh, essentially a country singer now. So, And you're literally not lying about it. I have every things. reason, but, but saying it with confidence instead yeah. of being like, oh, I don't know what I do. I do a bunch of stuff. So a few of those conversations, um, but I took a red eye, didn't sleep, got to Boston. Um, I'll tell you what, Boston's okay, but Plymouth is dope. So Have I recorded, I been to Plymouth? yeah, you've been to Plymouth cause we trained at that powerhouse there. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. So that's the blueberry muffin restaurant. Yeah. They moved that restaurant, but it was, uh, so I went there to meet Jay kill, which mm-hmm. is, um, a guy that I've known for a very long time. And I've always thought that he is he's one of the best songwriters I know. And Mm -hmm. I think he's meant for greatness. Mm -hmm. Like he's, he's one of those dudes who's truly talented, but he's just never, um, he's never really hit. Like I, I personally feel like Jake should hit. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, Jake stuff's awesome. Yeah. And he's so good. And he, he, he's, I mean, he releases so much music and it just doesn't really hit. So he and I decided to do an album together. Mm -hmm. Um, no pressure, like just, it's a totally, it's a totally different genre for me. And I went in there thinking like that. So 
um, this is where the designer comes in, right? So we were in his kitchen and I was like, hey man, you're, the, you're one of the greatest songwriters I know. Like hands down, one of the greatest songwriters I know. I was like, but what I am is I'm a designer. So what we're gonna do here, and this is how our partnership's gonna work, is you write the song and then I design it. And he's like, oh, I like that. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, there was, there was uh, you know, choruses or, or there's, uh, there's verses and he's singing the verses like the way that he's, I'm like, no, 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 this is the ride that we need to take the, I kept saying customer, but this is the ride that we need to take the person consuming it on. This is the, the feel that I want. This is how, what you want. So like, essentially, I guess I was acting as like a producer. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, we wrote a lot and we actually ended up coming up with uh, three really good songs that I don't know if my current fan base is going to like, like, cause I think people hear my stuff and they think, Hey, I want to listen to this in the gym, mm-hmm. but this is like, and I played it for you right before this. This is like, uh, Feel good. this is what I would listen to like yeah. as I was working or like driving in my car mm-hmm. or if I had friends over, I'd put it on in the background. Like, like campfire. Like yeah. It's bark really, grilling. yeah. Or even in the bar, like mm-hmm. I, it's really fun, good music. And, yeah. uh, that's what the one song reminded me of. Like, uh, the one dropkick Murphy's song in the sense yeah. of like, it would come on in the bar and just everyone sings it. Yeah. And a lot of the, a lot of the, uh, well, not all of them, but, a lot of the choruses we intended to be gang vocal choruses. Mm -hmm. So they're very like big, powerful. um, The words are very palatable and it's something you can get behind. So it feels like very like, all right, the whole soccer stadium is about to chant this now. Yeah. Which I think is dope. Yeah. So we, we did three songs. We did uh, land and ammo, Mm -hmm. which towards the end you, I could picture like same thing, a stadium chanting it. Um, We did, Lake of the Wolves, mm-hmm. which is, a, is, it's like more of an interesting, um, I don't want to say country, but like traditional Americana song. Um, cause I think once you're, once you're in the, the outlaw country or traditional country, like there's, there's so many different ways of, uh, making a song. There's storytelling, there's, you know, uh, with bluegrass, bluegrass, bluegrass flares. There's, there's just so many different ways to go about a song. And like, it is cool to like experiment with them. Um, but yeah, dude, we ripped. So what's the so plan did, now? So we did, so I'm all over the place, to be honest. Like we did three songs mm-hmm. and I came home a day early. One of the reasons I did that is, um, I felt like I just need to blast out my voice. Like that's what I do. Mm-hmm. And Jake, just like I pushed Jake, he convinced me, Hey man, what's your, like, what's your half voice sound like? So we found out like a really fun half voice where <laughs> do I could, you have a half voice. Yeah, yeah, I do actually. It's where we could perform these live if we wanted to. Okay. Like we can both stand up because mm-hmm. it's acoustic, right? Me, him and a guitar and yeah. we could perform these live and like go on tour if we wanted. And so my half voice actually worked out really, really well. It compliments him. Um, he compliments me and we ripped through three songs and we felt so good about it that we were like, well, do we want to write more songs? And like, or do we just want to actually celebrate that we just had an awesome time? I mean, he's a, he's a pizza chef. It's, he's like, he takes more pride in pizza than anyone I've ever met. So like we went out, we got some, some really nice food, like along the bay. Mm-hmm. He gave me a tour around Plymouth. We, uh, you know, I went to the gym every day, um, a public gym, which was interesting for me. Um, I sound very stuck up there. Don't I, no. I just, I've trained in a private gym for the last public gyms are cool. 10 years. No, mm-hmm. it was a very enjoyable experience. Um, I don't remember that gym. I only remember the showers. Yeah. Well, so I left a Yelp review and I wrote, so six years ago I mm-hmm. went there and I left a Yelp review that like 
the colors were outdated, but the showers were incredible. So like when I walked in, looked at the showers, they were prison showers. And I was like, oh, I was being a yeah. wise ass. Uh-huh. Um, I remember showering in there with you though. That's the only thing I remember yeah. from that yeah, yeah, gym. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I remember you looked good in the mirror. Okay. I remember, I remember that. I'm not so, mad at that. Yeah. It's been a, it's, it was a, it was a really, really fun trip. Um, once again, he makes pizza dough, like he uses the best flour. He's a very uh, specific way to do that. He lets it ferment for two days. So, uh, that actually like helps with the digestion of the gluten. So like you digest his pizza better. Really? Um, there's a very specific like Northeastern pizza, I guess that is essentially it's like a 12 inch personal mm-hmm. and, uh, he makes those. He's not at that place we saw him at, right? No, no, no. So he's at a place called, it's a sports bar. Okay. Very golf oriented. Really? Sports, yeah. We, when we saw him, he was at like a, more like a luncheon restaurant. Yeah, yeah. No, he thing. wasn't there. That, wasn't those there. sandwiches he made us he, They were fucking banging. banging. That but, you yeah, know, he, dude, he's phenomenal. And he lets it ferment for two days. And like, he, he wakes up, he makes dough every morning. Like, it, really, really cool. So it was a, just a really good experience. And once we finished three songs, which is very unlike me, you know, I'm, I'm somebody, and you know this, who... I want to squeeze the most yep. efficient work out of every, you know, and we decided not to. And I was like, no, let's just fucking sit around and drink Corona tonight and just feel good. Yeah. You know, and then, you know, I'll take tomorrow morning off and I'll just fly home a day early. And like, um, it was really, really cool to like, not be like, no, fuck it. We need more songs. Mm-hmm. I haven't, I haven't had that much fun recording in a very, very long time. Yeah. Cause then like your last taste of the trip would be like, Oh, we tried a fourth, but it wasn't working. So like you come home in defeat instead yeah. of like coming home like a fucking champion. And then we would have had to pay the engineer, the guy who brought out the, all the recording stuff. Yeah. Would have had to, had to pay him another day and it would have been wasted and it would have, it would have felt weird. So when are people going to hear it? Cause that's going to be the main thing. All right. So Jake's going to come out here and we're going to, we're going to record three videos. You're actually filming Not them. Not until May, Just right? so you know. No, I think he's out here in April. Oh, like, I thought uh, it said May on the calendar. No, May 1st is when I'm looking to. Uh, oh, yeah. oh, I read it wrong. So like what I would like to do is I really want to, um, in life, right? Like I'm doing all of these different things. Mm-hmm. And I think one of the things that I don't, if I had a critique of myself is, Yes, I'm doing everything, but I'm not doing everything well because mm-hmm. I'm spread too thin. So something I've been trying to do for the last, fuck, man, this year, I'd say, this is year. really look at projects and say, like, hey, does this project bring me giant amounts of money? Mm-hmm. You know, because obviously, <laughs> that fucking, that's a factor. And, like, does it, how does it affect me spiritually? Um, and then also, what is the workload? So those are my three requirements. Our workload, so time in. Um, spirituality, like how much passion do I fucking love it? And then also, uh, what is the financial return? Right. Mm-hmm. And I think all those work together. Cause even if a, if a business makes me a giant financial return, but it's like against my belief spiritually, or it's taking up way too much time, mm-hmm. then maybe it's not worth it. Right. And one of those things I looked at was music and it's like, well, if I'm going to do it, like, let's do it. Right. Mm-hmm. Let's enjoy the recording process. So I have a bunch of dates booked the rest of the year. But I wanted to do something that I really enjoy. So mm-hmm. even if it was just being creative and it didn't work. And then also, if we're going to do it, like, let's make videos. Let's mm-hmm. fucking do it, man. Um, so he's going to come up and record some videos. And then May 1st, we're looking to release something. something. Gotcha. So we were going to do a single. Um, and we were going to release it under Kill Rob Bailey. But as, um, once again, you just listened to the songs. I started the mic, so you didn't. You didn't. But I know that you're already thinking, like, it doesn't sound... It, it doesn't feel like I should release it under Kill Rob Bailey. No. Yeah, yeah. And that was the plan because that's that's my biggest platform yeah. right now with um, 
Oh, you know. so you're about to make a stage name. No, so I think we're... I, I haven't talked to him about this. Mm-hmm. And I probably should before I record on podcast. But I think that... <laughs> I think that... I think that I'm starting a band. Like, I think Kill Rob Bailey is going to be... You my, solo. My solo stuff. Yeah. Like, me by myself. My next, my, my next album should be done mm-hmm. mid, mid-year. And it's going to be a little bit more... It's going to be metal, but it's going to have a little bit more of a... Uh, electronic feel mm-hmm. um and then your last solo album i think it slept on yeah yeah no no and or I your think, only solo album, well i think I it's because i released the single the single crushed how mm-hmm. heartbeat crushed heartbeat. but then like when you record release a whole album right now like it's too much to process but there's so many other good songs on yeah, that yeah. album. and yeah my, my thought is like i should just follow up and make videos for those like mm-hmm. content and things like that even the cake knife thing like uh we did a premiere for that and let it out but i think without really putting it in front of people like there's no way to see it dude yeah consuming the way people consume music is different now than like it was when we were fucking going to the store buying cds yeah and then so i think i think those are my my essentially three projects right so i have rob belly and the hustle standard which uh i don't i don't foresee he and i making music anymore Mm -hmm. um which i don't i don't know but i just it if i had to guess i don't i don't foresee it um and then we have Kill Rob Bailey, which is all my, it's going to be the heavier shit, right? Mm-hmm. Like the really, really heavy shit. Um, even a lot electronic and like still experimenting and playing around and seeing what I, what I feel is cool. And then I, whatever this other band is, uh, you know, fucking Rob and Jake, man, or, but it, <laughs> it, it could be anything, right? Uh-huh. Like it, it's, I'm still, I'm trying to listen to the songs multiple times throughout the day. Yeah. And I'm also not letting anyone hear them. I'm going to put one in the intro actually. Um, Ooh, but yeah, that'd be cool. I, uh, I'm just trying to see how I feel. Like, does it feel like a, what does it feel like? Mm -hmm. And I I think it feels like a band because he and I could actually go tour. Yeah. The cool thing about like coming up with band names is they can literally mean whatever. It can be whatever. And then they just work. It could be like buttery slippers. Yeah. That's actually, and then you just have to deal with it when buttery slippers or like, you know, empty water bottle. I'm just Mm -hmm. like looking around what's on the table. Yeah. Like that's dope. Yeah, so uh, it was good, man. It was it felt really, really good to do like some creative things, and like also like there was no pressure, you know. Yeah, I went there, and and I think he was feeling pressure because he uh, he looks up to me a lot, and he knows that he knows he completely understands that I have like I don't have a giant platform, but he understands that I have a pretty decent platform. Yeah. So uh, I think he was stressing a little bit about that but i, I hit him up the, that day when i got there and i said hey man like let's have fun no fucking pressure dude we i don't even care if we don't finish a song i just want to hang out yeah and i think that's what made the magic happen so that's dope but uh as far as what the music sounds like since we didn't talk about that um it's fun man i think it's just mm-hmm. fun oh we did talk about that it's just it's fun music right mm-hmm. um i mean i'm gonna train to it but i don't i think that it's also because i'm grown up yeah. right like i think that in my youth, I wouldn't have trained to it. In my youth, I would have been like, no, I need hate breed or I need like kill Rob you Bailey. You need something to pump my heart rate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I need all the pre-workout in the world. And then like as I grew, I started listening to more like Sade. Fiona Apple. And Fiona Apple when I trained. And like that did it for me because mm-hmm. like uh, I was relying more on like the passion of the training, not like my my youthful angst. Yeah. Um, and now, no, I think this is great, man. I think it's it feels so fucking good. Um, and I played it for you over this MacBook Pro speakers, which mm-hmm. is probably the worst way you could have listened to it. Of course. Um, but yeah, it, it's it's big and like, it, when it's played loud, like I played it loud at my house because I got 
um, a really good stereo at my house. Like I've always dreamed of having the big clip speakers. Mm-hmm. So I got the big, really nice floor speakers and I, I, I you can sit in the middle of the room and it hits you perfect Yeah, and played it there. And I was just like, holy shit. This yeah. The is first dope. chorus, what was the first song we listened to? Uh, uh Land, and Ammo. Land and Ammo. Uh, the first time the chorus hit and like both of you were going at the same time, it literally reminded me of being at, um, Black Horse on South Street. Cause I went there to watch the world cup and like everyone chanting at the same mm-hmm. time. Like literally that feel. Yeah, it's cool. Which is dope. And that's what the videos are going to be, man. We're going to have, <clears throat> I want to record in all different locations in Montana and mm-hmm. just have good, like a good time. Land and Ammo is obviously a little bit more ominous. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a warning of sort of like the state of the world right now. But I think that the, the chant is like, you know, I almost picture it like, like 10 of us in the back of a pickup truck with you know the GoPro that gives like the world view mm-hmm. and like standing in the back of the pickup truck and all yelling up at the GoPro with like that that world view of being in the back of a pickup truck. Yeah. Like like shots like that uh, for the big choruses I think are gonna be really dope. So yeah, feels good, man. That'd how was it? Project. How was it here? It was good. Oh, because uh, we haven't. You and I haven't talked yet. I was. No, this I was is like the first busy yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. This is the first we've seen each other since probably last. Thursday, yeah, Thursday, last Thursday. Um, things so, are good here. I feel like I should apologize to Idaho. I guess I said something on the last podcast, and I've gotten a lot of DMs about. You it. said fuck Idaho. I did. You you were like, but people DMing me, and I was like, I should go back and listen because I don't so remember that. I remember pretty clearly. Really? So essentially, Idaho like wraps around Montana. Yeah. So if you want to go anywhere, you have to go to Idaho. And anytime huh. that you were like, oh, yeah, we're right next to Washington, I was like, but first, you need to drive through Idaho. You're like, fuck that state. That state I doesn't. I said that? Yeah, you were like, Psh, I'll just jump over that state. It's not even worth stopping at. And I was like, Boise's there. And you're like, eh. So you were t- really hard on Idaho. Turns out I'm going to Idaho. <laughs> for what? <laughs> to, we booked a, um, a bro trip for two weeks from now to like kick off the golf season here. Oh, my God. Yeah. Some of the Idaho courses are open. So we're going to Coeur d'Alene. Um, which I'm very excited that I'm doing because when I got the invitation originally, I was like, no. And I always turn down trips Yeah, because I'm always like too worried about You're like a weird old man. Yeah. I'm too worried about dumb shit, but, uh, they sent out the group message and I was like, ah, it sucks. Like I can't go. And then I, before sending the text, I was like, but do I want to go? Yes. Cool. Fuck it. Yeah. I'm in guys. Oh yeah. I'll make it work or I'll figure it out. And Aaron's actually coming with me. So that'll be a fun trip. So yeah, I'm going there. Um, I won't tell people the exact date because I feel like I sh- I'm like banned from Idaho based on the things I said. People are telling me that there's more than potatoes there. I guess I made a potato comment. Um, but yeah, I'm going to go experience it for myself. They're going to wait there for you. It's going to be sick. Uh, other than that, things here, things here are good. It was a big production week. Or yeah. uh, like gathering. Yeah, yeah production, essentially. Um, it seems like things are running. Mm-hmm. Once again, I don't know, mm-hmm. but from an outside owner perspective, it seems like things are running very well. That's good. Um, right? Yeah. I don't feel, and I think this is where I've been trying to get to is like, I don't feel the pressure of running the business right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I've got a report from everybody that like everything's doing really well. Um, so that's going to allow me to sort of step back into the, like, okay, what is the decoration on the cake? Mm-hmm. You know, like, it seems like all, all, like the cake's being baked. It's being baked well. Um, all the ingredients are there. Everything's running out there. But I've always liked the decoration part, yeah. you know? And it seems like all the systems are in, in place. So it feels good. Good. But 
Normally that's when I found out everything's all fucked up no, and it's just being disguised well. So I don't think anything's really being hidden from you all right, at this good. point. <laughs> um, yeah, right. Yeah, it was a good week. The weather's starting to break here, which is dope. Yeah, we're on our way. We have athletes in town this weekend. Yeah, we have a big athletes. athlete convention. Yikes. Convention. That's it's a good a convention. word for it. How many people are coming? 11, I think. That's so many people. Was like the count. And, I, and once again, I'm trying not. I'm trying to pretend like it's all taken care of, and I'm not yep. stressing out. So they're all gonna fuck up your Airbnbs. Yep. It's gonna be sick. Uh huh. Um. But yeah, we got cool things planned this weekend. Uh, that'll be the first time we're like hosting all the athletes, or yeah. really hosting. I mean, we, we've had like parties at the warehouse, but but we never like hosted people. No. Um. And that's what this weekend will be. So it'll be a pretty dope. Hell yeah. And then other than that, that's really it. From, like, that perspective. All right. So, things are going good. Hell yeah. What song should I put in the intro? American Dream felt the most like the single. American Song? Is that what it's called? Yeah. American Song? Yeah. American Song, and when he writes song, uh, it looks like soup. So, it's like American Soup. Like when he hand writes it? Yeah, and I was like, wait, why are we singing American Soup here? And he's like, this is American Song. Like, That's what the band should be called, American Soup. <laughs> Right? That's what we were talking about having the album cover be is like uh, like alphabet soup and it just says America but in cool. the letters so or a pizza baked in the, the other thing America that we flag. the other thing that we really tried to do and this was very uh, we were very conscious of this is because um, we wanted to make American essentially American music mm-hmm. which is like I feel like even saying that it's like Oh, well, what does that mean? Right. Because I think that everybody, uh, everyone being so polarized right now, it's so, it's so easy to be like, Oh, well the guy that has an American flag flying is flying it to make other people uncomfortable Mm -hmm. or, you know, and even I get that right. Like the more that I see people wearing masks or the fucking trying to get people with vax papers or all this shit or, or whatever, whatever the, the, the current thing is, the more that I want to like, fucking have the American flag everywhere and, 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 and show people like that I'm on the side of the country. And mm-hmm. I think that that's like pushing away the other side, right? Like the, the super liberal side or the people that see uh, the flag and they think like, Oh, that's racist. Mm-hmm. That was put together by racist people, slave owners and all that. So one of the things that we really, really made an attempt to do, because I think that, you know, we have, we have an opportunity to make cool music and one of the things we really tried to do was make sure that whenever we wrote, even Land and Ammo, like that sounds like a very Republican song mm-hmm. um, or American songs, uh, we we tried to make sure that it was like written for all of America. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I think that we were very cautious of that. Like I didn't want to lean, lean like super far right. And, you know, pe- people hear me talk and like even the beginning of this, like I'm obviously – uh, pretty conservative, mm-hmm. but we wanted to make sure the music didn't sit there. We wanted to make music for like everybody to just get behind. Cause I feel like it'd be silly not to. Right. Yeah. So, um, I don't remember why I brought that up, but that w- that's something that in the lyrics and everything, it really, I, I, it's fun. Mm-hmm. It's really, really fun. Cool. What else is there? Uh, I think I might be coming back to YouTube next week. What? I know. I know. What are you going to do on there? Every time you talk about this. Uh, so every time I talk about it. So I've been, I like how this is at the very end of the podcast where I, I, I'm, I might be 300 pounds right now. Okay. So I'm probably, I'm low two nineties. 
Um, I was like 294 on, on when I was in, in Boston. And it's a PR recent, right? Yeah. So I've been not, I've been like, just sort of like going through life and just like being like, what feels good? Like, mm-hmm. what do I consume? What does my body want to do? And, uh, it just seems like my body wanted to go to 300. So, um, I don't want to be 300 and yesterday my back sort of went out a little bit. Um, I was putting a treadmill in the hanger. God, my life is fucking awesome. But I was putting a treadmill in my hanger mm-hmm. uh, next to my airplane because I figured if Why I'm going to run, I might want to run and watch planes land. And uh, God, my life is awesome. Mm-hmm. That's such a wild thing for me just to say. Um, but I did throw my back out. I'm loading the treadmill by myself. So uh, Wait, you got that out of your truck by yourself? Yeah. And there's a foosball table too. I unloaded all that by myself. <laughs> Dumb fucking asshole, right? So I sort of threw my back out and... You know, I, I, I sort of know what to do now, right? I know the steps I need to take. Um, and I have so many people approach me, like my husband's back looks like yours or my back looks like yours. What do I do? Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm realizing that like right now, I'm like, I, I, first of all, I want to be 250 and I want to get my back back to where it was. Like I want to be, I want to have my balance. I want to have my strength, my core strength, my lower back strength. I want my hips open. Mm-hmm. I want to stretch. Mm-hmm. I want to run. I want to be essentially like, it's weird to say, but like an older athlete, yeah. I think a lot of men played football and played sports like that. And like, you were always trying to get big. And then when you hit your mid twenties and mid thirties, like all of a sudden, like you did have that weight on you. Mm-hmm. So you like sort of prided yourself on it. But now that we're rounding 40, I think we all need to realize that like, okay, cool. Like our backs are a little sore. Our shoulders are sore. Like let's clean that Things up. Things are different. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I think, since I know how to do it, like I want to really make the commitment. So I want to put together a, uh, a program essentially, mm-hmm. um, and document it on YouTube of like, Hey, if your back's fucked up like mine, um, if you are 300 pounds or 250 and you want to, you want to get down 50 pounds, like this is how we're going to do it. Mm-hmm. So I'm just going to document it all and do like a transformation, but it's not going to be like a 30 day transformation. I'm probably going to do like a, like an, like a three month transformation. Um, and just sort of pull it together. And then you know? what, like bi-weekly, weekly video? Uh, probably a weekly video. I think I can do once a week. Like um, a recap. Of probably, the week yeah, probably of... like recruit you, mm-hmm. um, to help assemble it a little bit, take some of the pressure off of me. But I mean, I'm, I'm doing fun stuff all the time. Yeah. Like, it's not like my, my life's fucking, I have the, the, the coolest life in the world. Like mm-hmm. I truly do. And I think that just capturing a little bit of that and then t- is, is interesting. Right. So if I have all week, like. Every week I'm in three different states. I'm flying. I'm, I'm, there's different business opportunities. There's so much exciting shit. So I think like a, a little variety pack of that and then some sitting talking and then some showing my training and stuff like that. This should be a really, what what I would think would be a pretty interesting YouTube video. Mm -hmm. Maybe release them like every Wednesday or something like that and, and three months. So that'd be what, 12 videos. Mm Mm-hmm. And I think that gives me a solid end date. It gives me a solid start date and it gives me a purpose. And that's normally what I lacked in, in YouTube. Yeah. So, um, and I think it's, I think it's attainable. I think the, and that's the like a long video en- a week. Yeah. And that's like a long enough goal to like build momentum or like keep the hype, which is what you have right now, build momentum yeah. and then ride it out and see where it takes so, you. And I mean, in there, you got to think too, like I'm releasing music. Mm. Um, you know, we're, 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 we're releasing other stuff. And I think that, with you guys really running the day to day a lot more, it allows mm-hmm. me, if I go back to that icing on the cake thing, 
or decoration on the cake. Like that's what that is. It's like different media. It's me, you know, being able to say like, Hey, let's do adventure tour or Hey, let's do this. Or, um, but when I'm in the day to day of the business, I can't think like that. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, I think that it's all, it's all coming together really, really well. Dope. Thanks man. YouTube video. I know it's sort of crazy, right? It's something. So I already know what's going to happen. I'm going to make a couple <laughs> videos and I probably video video one and then video two. That's mm-hmm. where I'm going to be the most vulnerable because I am fucking heavy right now. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to have to put a video out of being pretty fucking heavy. And I already know what's going to happen. There's going to be a big part. If I, and you and I need to storyboard out this a lot. So mm-hmm. one thing I would talk about is like knowing um, – knowing your brand book. So within CCV, uh, it's always, Hey, know your brand book, know who the fuck you are. Mm -hmm. Because if you know who you are, like, for example, I'm a designer. I I own a fucking goat farm in Montana and I'm a recording artist. Mm -hmm. That pretty much allows me, like if you said that and described a guy, then yes, he can wear camouflage boots with red soles, skinny jeans and a fucking cowboy hat wherever he wants. Mm -hmm. Right. But if you're just a dude wearing that outfit in the airport, you let the emotion in the moment make your decision. So one of the things I'm worried about is if I needed to figure out exactly why I'm making it and set my rules and and completely understand my goals. So when the first two weeks, I'm very vulnerable being like, here I am at 300 pounds shirtless and Mm -hmm. like, you know, I don't look like I feel like I should look and I'm not hiding anymore. Um, I'm also going to... realize that like, Hey, what am I? 38, 38 or 39, something mm-hmm. around there. Like, let's just round up to 40. I am a 40 year old man making fucking YouTube videos. So I, that's going to, I'm going to have a very vulnerable, weird part there. But as long as I know the mission, which is mm-hmm. knowing that my back has been fucked up so long and like, uh, like it would be cool to see a series from someone who's doing all the things that I want to do. And that like, to see that series and get a different perspective on how to fix your back. So we, I need to decide why I'm doing it and then how I operate within those so that when I get hit with that emotional, like I'm a 38 to 40 year old man making YouTube videos shirtless and I'm 300 fucking pounds mm-hmm. and I got internet trolls calling me a fat fuck, <laughs> uh-huh. um, that I can, I can respond properly, you know? Yeah. So yeah. Well, that sounds cool. Yeah, man, it's gonna be dope. Sounds like we got some planning to do. Yeah, about let's go plan now. Let's get off this. Uh, let's get off this phone call. <laughs> How like, long? This was a good episode, right? So I don't. It doesn't have the timer anymore. Really? Um, yeah, the timer that Weird. used to be there is. Oh, cool. Anyway. All right. <laughs> good night, Dana. I mean, we're almost to the length of the last one. Yeah. Good night, Dana. <laughs>